Good day, good day, good day. This is Coffee Conversations with Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. Deacon Bob, how are you feeling today? I'm good. It's it's our afternoon recording time. It is. It's afternoon, and we're recording today actually on uh, on Ash Wednesday. We so, are. Ash Wednesday, so even uh, fasting today at all? Fasting and distributing ashes. Yeah, so right. So I went from the day school younger kids to preschool younger kids <laughs> to the nursing home older kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole, the whole spectrum. The whole yeah. spectrum. So it's really, it's been a very nice day. Yeah, I had uh, the 7 a.m. and then I had mass out at uh, Lake Catholic. All right, go Cougars. Go Cougars, right? Uh, Father Eric uh, is from, from Lake Catholic. Shout out. As, uh, it was nice. It was the first time I had mass there, actually, since the, because, you know, just, you know, first year I wasn't, you know, too known and then, and then pandemic hit and everything yeah. and this was one of their first all school masses so we had a number of uh number of our uh, St. Gabriel's St. Gabriel's uh, grade school alum there so it was good to, it was good to see him did you have servers yeah one server oh that's good for sure um yeah Cameron was her name so okay. she was nice not uh Cameron Verdestis but another yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> another, another, Cameron, ga- another yeah, Cameron goes to NDCL, NDCL right but yeah, it's good. It's uh, it's Ash Wednesday. We're in a, into a new a new new season within the church, and um, I'm feeling my, my tummy is uh is rumbling a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you hear any rumbling over the two o'clock, I had a, I had an orange uh, for lunch. Oh, that's good. So I had it's... some grapes. You ever have a sumo orange? <laughs> I know I bring up. Wait, all... Did this you is... find it at Trader Joe's? <laughs> Trader Joe's? Or where'd you yeah, find for, it? The, for those for those who listened to last week uh, last week's podcast, what did I? They were gooseberries. Gooseberries. <laughs> they had those on Chopped last night. Oh, yeah. See, it's there like, you go. And gooseberries. Gooseberries. No. Oh, God, so this that's is what a... they look like. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a, a sumo orange, a sumo tangerine. Is it big? It is. It's. I mean, it's just a large tangerine. But it's like you get the best of both worlds because it's the, the, the rind is uh-huh. not very difficult oh, to okay. pull off. It's very easy. It's like it's very airy, you know, between the actual fruit and the, mm-hmm. and the, and the, and the outside. And that it's it's pretty it's pretty sweet. So, oh, that's good. So they're they're a little more pricey than than some of the other oranges, but if you get one or two here and there. Did you get it at Trader Joe's? Uh, I did <laughs> actually. Yeah, this is uh, all of a sudden a plug for Trader Joe's. Yeah, but, if you but want other, a giant eagle, they all have it. Do they? Yeah. So okay, but I had that for lunch. So that was that was that was great. <laughs> yeah, I had some grapes. Okay. So there you go. Keeping healthy. Yes. There you go. And then we'll go out for a fish fry tonight. So it's like, all right, we'll oh, yeah. make up for all the grease. Yeah, that... where, where are you going? Probably spats. Oh, spats. Yeah. Nice. Shout I haven't been there for the their fish fry. They've got good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited so, for ours. And this We're able to do it this year. So Best fish fry in town. Mm-mm, you know. <laughs> so a little plug for our own St. Gabriel's fish fry. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, so we had uh, kind of a fun thing on last last Sunday, right? We had the we had the bishop here for the first time. Yep, last Sunday was confirmation day. Confirmation day for our ninth graders, and then um, just a few a uh, few adult members who were seeking, Which to, be, is really seeking nice. to be confirmed mm-hmm. too. So, yeah, anything cool? Anything? Anything strike you just about the bishop kind of being there for the first time? I like the bishop. He's very uh, personable. Yeah, you know, and his stories are very down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he seems like a really relaxed guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. Kind of Greensburg came from Greensburg, PA, so it's kind of a Midwest, Midwest personality. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was really good. He spent about a half an hour with the kids before the sacrament of confirmation, 
Um, what is the sacrament of confirmation, maybe, if you, in a nutshell? What, what would you say? Um, being sealed by the Holy Spirit. I like baptism. The explanation is, is for you, that you're welcomed into the community. Confirmation, you're given the gifts of the Holy Spirit for the church, mm-hmm. for other people. Right. Which I always thought was pretty profound. Yeah. Yeah. So confirmation uh, from the scriptures comes from uh, the uh, event of Pentecost. So when the uh, Holy Spirit came upon uh, Mary and the disciples in the upper room, that, um, you know, they were following Jesus. They were disciples. They were members. But he he wanted to send the Spirit upon them uh, in a particular way to strengthen them uh, in in a very real way to go out and do the mission that we then see in Acts of the Apostles. So we're anointed with oil and the bishop lays his hands, you know, places, you know, extends his hands over those who are being confirmed, and they're given the gifts of the Holy Spirit, wisdom, understanding, knowledge, counsel, courage, or fortitude, piety, and fear of the Lord. Is that? It sounds like great. Yeah, got it. (laughs) Got it. But, um, yeah, it was really great. And uh, so he spent a half an hour before uh, the sacrament talking with them, and then he'd preach for about 20 minutes, which was... uh, It was... Which, which, which was good. I uh, <laughs> admittedly, I forgot to tell the five o'clock mass crowd that last uh, week, the week before that uh, it was going to be confirmation. Yeah, <laughs> so, surprise! So <laughs> might be the last time to come to a <laughs> five o'clock. <laughs> yeah, the bishop said, "Well, if you're here for five o'clock mass, if you turn your watch back forty-five minutes, we'll leave we'll it be on time." <laughs> great, that's great. It's like, oh, jeez. But no, it was really good. So in the bishop in his homily, you know, I think we want to kind of circle around this today. You know, it's always great just to have, you know, the bishop, you know, kind of the representative of the apostles, you know, representative of the of the wider, larger church mm-hmm. to come visit us. But one of his one of his real duties is to be uh, the teacher. You know, he's uh, he's the main the main teacher of the faith uh, in the diocese. So that's why I think really why he spent a lot of time kind of talking to each group. He talked to those who were being confirmed. He talked to their sponsors. He talked to the parents. Uh, he talked to kind of, kind of, kind of everyone. The community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And one of the one of the things that he brought out that we want to talk about today was that, um, and he was really kind of challenging, you know, each group uh, in different ways to to live the faith, um, to follow Jesus uh, in different ways. And one of the one of the topics he brought up was uh, was sports, and you know, how we really need to be devoted to our faith and sports are good and sports are great. But, and this was the line that nobody, nobody um, chased a soccer ball to heaven. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what do you, what do you think? What do you think he meant by that? I thought that was a really profound line that there's got to be some balance between sports and practicing our faith. Mm-hmm. Now I've, I'm not a sports guy. I'm a boy scout. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when you look at either Boy Scouts or sports, it develops discipline. You have to live within some rules. You have to be a team player, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was really profound that, that sports helps us to do that, but takes it one step farther. And how do we also have that same dedication to our faith? Yeah. So I think in today's, uh, in today's conversation, we want to affirm the goodness uh, of, of, of sports and really kind of anything we find ourselves doing uh, within, our, within our, our days. Uh, but then also kind of give a challenge to be able to look at things in a new way. Because we are in this, this season of Lent. And what is, what is Lent about? It's, a, it's about preparing for Easter. Um, what is Easter? The death and the resurrection of Jesus. And the fact that he 
gave of his whole life uh, for us so that we could have salvation. And so we, we prepare for that in, in different ways. We know traditionally uh, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Mm-hmm. Namely, what is my relationship like with God? What is my relationship with things in the world, especially my appetites? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what is my relationship with others? So prayer, fasting, and, and almsgiving. And so in Lent, we're really kind of focused on how, how should my life be reoriented? Because we can find ourselves doing lots of things uh, for lots of different reasons. And sometimes it's good to kind of just do a, do a reality check, right? Mm-hmm. I think pandemic really helped with reassessing what's the essential things in our lives. Mm-hmm. Like spending time with your family. There was not, not a lot of choice during the pandemic. We right. were like, you had to spend time with your family. Yeah. And I think Lent helps us look at what's the essential things with my relationship with God and with others. Mm-hmm. So do you have something that you're going to work on this Yeah, for me? Lent? Um, yes. So no snacking, largely in the evening. So it's just, you know, eating. If you actually just eat three meals a day, we eat way more than we actually mm-hmm. need. And for as much as, you know, diets are good, <laughs> you know, uh, in different ways. I don't think you need, you need to go super extreme on, on what you're eating, but I think at very least quantity, you know, quantity wise. So yeah, I just, and it's just, it's just extra stuff, you know, and then I'm not, uh, no spending on anything non-essential. Oh. So that could cut out back all... to how do you define essential? <laughs> right. I mean, do I, but it brings up the question yeah. of asking the question, do I need Do I this? really need this? Right. So it's, so th- yeah, then it's a process of discernment, you know, of discerning whether this thing is actually a need mm-hmm. or a want. Yep. You know, and, and I think if we're honest with ourselves, when we look at our lives, we fill it with a lot, we fill our lives with a lot more wants than needs. I would agree. Right. And, and just in different ways. You know, obviously, you know, going out to dinner or something like, or and spending money, like if it's social, you know, if it's being with other people uh, or something, or, if I'm buying something for the sake of ministry, you know, or like doing something, that's mm-hmm. how about well, you? I'm gonna do the um, cut out the snacks. Mm-hmm. I I love Doritos. Oh, Cool Ranch um, or, or any or kind doesn't really matter. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat them, and um, I'm really I keep circling back to this in my life, putting a half an hour for prayer and walking. Yeah. Like those two things together. Yeah. And I can cycle through and I'll do it for a couple of months and it's like it falls off. Yeah. So I'm going to try to get back into that. Um, and just getting back in the woods for that half an hour. Yeah. Or somewhere on a trail. Getting off of a screen and breathing, breathing in the air. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because, you know, it's easy to sit in front of your computer for three hours and not move. I know. Emails and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, so Lent, it's kind of like a reality check. And just to say, like, we can fall into certain habits. We can fall into certain ways of living. And Lent is a way not to um, necessarily shame ourselves, but to say, like, okay, we just need to reassess mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and reorient our lives so that we can, yeah, we have to say maybe no to some things, right? In order to pray more, you have to say no to doing this or this or that. In order to fast, you have to say no to certain foods or certain activities, you know, or whichever, to say yes to what you really need to do. And then with almsgiving, you have to say no to maybe spending money for myself on this so you can give it to someone in need. Mm-hmm. Or 
you know, again, our time, you know, not filling our time with our own self, but spending it in a way that's really helping another person. Mm-hmm. So you have to say no in order to say a yes. yes, right? And I think one nice thing about fasting is it teaches you discipline. So for me, if I can say no to the Doritos or the Punchkis that are sitting mm-hmm. out on the table, oh yeah, then it's easier for me to say no to whatever the temptation is that's calling my name. Indeed, Punchkis. Did you guys? I wasn't around yesterday for there uh, were for Fat Tuesday. There were Fat Punchkis. I, yeah, oh, yeah. I was trying to start a little early and not eat them because <laughs> I could eat all of them. Nice. Um, Punchkis is a like it's, a, it's like a Polish donut, right? Mm-hmm. With some filling on the inside, filling on and the inside. powdered sugar on the outside, and oh, so good, very good. Yeah, but so this kind of ties in. So, you know, and athletes know this principle pretty well, right? You have to say no, so you can say yes, right? I mean, if you're an athlete, if you're really dedicated on on the goal, which is like what being a good athlete, really being a good team member. And helping your team to win, mm-hmm. uh, or if it's cross country, which I did mm-hmm. myself, like you have to, you have to say no to certain things to structure your life in a certain way. You have to eat certain foods and not eat certain foods. You have to spend your time around certain people, mm-hmm. um, you know, that are going to to help you make good decisions about uh, about about your game. And and you have to spend time actually practicing whatever it is you're doing. You have to not do other things so you can spend time mm-hmm. doing that, and you need to give a, a decent amount of time to it. So that you can actually, and, and not just the, the skills and the training, but actually like the, the core strength training, like the preseason stuff, you know, yeah. right? Uh, so you have to, you have to make, you have to make certain decisions to say no in order to, to really do what you want to do, right? And I think Lent gives us that chance of saying no to some things and yes to those things we're trying to work on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a, there's a real value to sports. And I mean, just in my own life, I learned a lot about myself through through running um, certainly uh, discipline but it's also you know cross country isn't just simply an individual sport it is a team sport but in a different way but in a lot of sports you learn relationships you learn trust you mm-hmm. learn um, how to work with other people and how to communicate and those are those are really important things and um, not to be taken lightly we can learn a lot through sports and we can grow a lot through sports um, no matter no matter what it is, and I think those skills are transferable to the religious community too. Yeah, where we learn to trust each other, we learn to uh, see that we each have a role in the body of Christ, um, and that the goal is everybody gets to heaven, not just I beat you right. in a race, but right. we right. all get there together. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of the so the goodness. Well, we could say more you know, about the goodness of sports, but then I want to circle back to you know the the bishop's comment. You know, so that nobody nobody has chased a soccer ball to to heaven, right? The soccer ball itself is not going to get us there. I think you know. I think, and maybe just the point of this podcast is to express a little bit of you know some of our concern within the church of how much emphasis is placed upon sports. Just in people's lives. I mean, I can just look and see families um, just literally running and running and running, mm-hmm. you know, to different sports and different things. And and I mean, they say too much of a good thing can is not a good thing. not a good thing, <laughs> right? And especially with like travel sports, like that wasn't really a thing when I was when I was in grade school and high school. Like you might have had like one or two people on a travel team, 
they were like the junior Olympic kind of things, wasn't it? It was like some very elite. Yeah, I mean, you had one or two, and it's, I mean, it's and it's, it's costly, not mm-hmm. just, I mean, financially certainly because you're you're traveling all over the place, but just, I mean, the countless hours that are that are spent too. Um, you know, I did I did do an homily at one point. I think it was the Pearl of Great Price kind of gospel. Mm-hmm. I actually did look online, like, what is the average amount, you know, a family spends on sports per year? What is the amount of average time they spend driving? <laughs> what is the average amount of time they spend, you know, doing this and that? And it's pretty, I mean, it's, it's pretty it's significant. Pretty, yeah. pretty significant. Um, versus, like, religious practice really is dropping off. If you look at different studies, you know, within the, within the culture, within the church, within the country, there seems to be a little of a little bit of a disparity, which and, is concerning, I think, to mm-hmm. us. And we're not saying that sports are bad. It's just there needs to be a balance with um, sports and yeah. our celebration of the faith or participation in the faith. Mm-hmm. And I think in the olden days, before I was <laughs> little, um, the church was the hub. It was socially the hub. They would have sports that was like inter-parish sports. Yeah. So now that the focus is not on the parish anymore, it's kind of shifted to the gym or to yeah. the football field. Yeah. And they still there's still that sense of community. It's just there's no God part to it. Yeah. The tendency can be that way. Mm-hmm. You know, we can we can say a, a before and after you know game prayer, mm-hmm. which is certainly a, a good and a beautiful thing, but. Um, you know where is where is where is God in all of this? Where is Christ in all of this? And and is this where what is this? And I think maybe the bishop's comment like what is this leading us to? <laughs> you know, what is this? What goal is this really helping us to achieve? Is this really helping us to achieve our salvation or not? It can be part of it, but it itself is not going to. So if we're spending, I mean, and and this is not even just sports. Like this could be anything. Like mm-hmm. whatever whatever we spend our time doing. Right. But I think maybe the question would be. If we're not willing to even entertain a thought of we have to change something within our schedule or within our our lifestyle, if we have would have to maybe drop one sport, you know, not completely, but to change what we're doing, if we're unwilling to entertain that question, then there might be something off. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it becomes a sacred cow in our life that yeah. isn't real healthy. I know there is a. A group of um, non-denominational churches that use a program. I think it's called Upward, mm-hmm. which is kind of like CYO, where you play basketball and you practice basketball, mm-hmm. but halfway through practice you stop and do like this real simple kind of Bible study and learn a Bible verse, yeah. and then you go back to practice. Which I thought that way, at least while you're doing the sport it's leading you closer to god and to the people that you're playing with yeah yeah certainly we can draw god in that way mm-hmm. but i think it's just looking at our life is there balance and and to be honest with ourselves is there balance and you know if our if our kids are asking you know we want to go to mass you know we want to have time to do that um if they are asking for that are we making or for, are we making the space for it and I think the hard part, we, I went to see my grandson's karate class. Yeah. He, there was like belt testing, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. It was, I couldn't believe the discipline sure. that the kids had. But I think the thing that amazed me the most was 
the kids were doing all the karate stuff and the parents were sitting on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes when we do sacramental prep, it's that same kind of thing. The parents are on the sidelines and the kids are doing all the work. Mm -hmm. Where the whole goal is the whole family is in the middle. I want to be doing this together. Yeah, we're, we all buy a gi and we all practice karate together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, right, because it's living life of faith within the church. It's receiving the sacraments. Um, it's it's doing this journey of faith mm -hmm. that really is the most important. And then really, I think, ends up bringing life into the things that we are doing, too. Mm -hmm. Then we can really appreciate them. And we're not just, you know, addicted to this thing or that thing or this, you know, way of life. And it's not just consuming us. It actually, when things are imbalanced, we can, we can enjoy them more. I think that's the whole point of fasting, you know. That we can just, in a consumer society, we can just consume so much and not realize how much we're consuming. And then then we, how much do we really appreciate? We're always chasing the next thing, you know. Like eating Doritos. Like eating Doritos. <laughs> the next you can't best just eat Dorito. One. You just keep eating one bag after the other <laughs> exactly. bag. Exactly. And then, like, three hours later, you go, like, why do I feel so awful? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I think it's like that with anything we engage in. Right. You know, is yeah. is too much, too much. Yeah. So. So. There used to be a commercial. I can't remember if it was for Dunkin' Donuts, but it showed this little guy who would get up really early in the morning. He would make the donuts till late at night, come home, go to bed, and his line in the morning is, time to make the donuts. And it just showed, <laughs> like, day after day, kind of like Groundhog's Day. You know, you just do the same thing over and over and over again. Right. And unless you reassess... Why am I doing what I'm doing? Right. What's what's essential in my life, or what's the purpose of my life? It's just, yeah, running on the hamster wheel. Right, we're existing, but we're not necessarily living. Right, we're surviving, not thriving. Right, um, yeah. So. Right, and we wanna, we wanna, we wanna, we wanna live. We wanna thrive, and I think the church is is here to help us do that. And you know, at times. You know, I think the bishop was, I think, doing his due diligence, you know, in teaching uh, these things and talking to each group that, you know, we, we do need challenge at different times. And this is especially true within our faith. You know, our faith isn't just to make us feel good feelings, but that it's helped to lead us to heaven. And mm -hmm. that's not always going to be an easy thing. You know, I mean, I we, uh, we look out on the, the football field and I'll be walking across, you know, back and forth of the parish to the to the to the rectory and. And uh, you know the coaches are out there. You know they're they're getting into it. They're all on fire. They're they're kind of you know yelling at the kids and you know do this, do that. You know push it, push it, push it. And it's it's really exciting to hear. You know it, it's it's it, it's good. But I think too though, like it it, it kind of goes the other way. It's like we feel like we can't really do that in the church sometimes because if we challenge people, there's just a lot of pushback. Um, yeah. But like we're we 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 want to say the things that we feel called to say because we want to help. You know. Well, and I guess the question is, are you on the sidelines or are you on the field? Yeah. You know, so to challenge the people on the sidelines, they're really not in the game. Yeah. So it's when you're in the game that I think we can challenge each other. Right. Totally. Um, totally. And hopefully Lent gives us a chance to say, where am I? Am I just a spectator yeah. in this sport or am I, am I a player? Yeah. Yeah. Why am I doing, why are we doing what we're doing? Mm -hmm. You know, and to really think about that. Uh, more deeply, and uh, if we're just doing things to, I don't know, fill our lives and entertain ourselves, it's only going to make us so happy. Uh, if we are doing things because it's good, it's leading us to salvation, it's 
leading us to Jesus, you know, that uh, those are the things that are going to be lasting. So, And I think sometimes we get discouraged, like me and walking. I can't tell you how many years I've started walking really well, mm-hmm. spending half an hour in prayer time doing the mm-hmm. walking and praying, and then something happens and I just fall out of the practice of it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it's going back to that and just keep trying over and over and over Keep again. returning. Yeah. That's good. All right, just a little thoughts on uh, on the bishop's comment and um, – and uh, yeah, his his desire for us to grow mm-hmm. and everything. So, so assess, uh, reassess, and uh, and have the courage to commit. I think that's I think that's what's important. So. Yep, and I'm not eating any Doritos during <laughs> lunch. Um, there we go. So there's probably more in the store if you're looking for them. Nice. All and right. if you want some weird fruit, go to just Trader talk, Joe's. Yeah, <laughs> just talk to Father David. <laughs> so, all right, let's let's pray. In the Father, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, God. Uh, for this day. Thank you, God, for the gift of our lives, uh, for the many opportunities, experiences you have given to us, for the gift uh, of sports, the gift of, uh, of teammates uh, and of challenges and of victories. Uh, we give you thanks for all of these. We ask you to uh, enlighten us, um, reinvigorate us, that we may uh, reorient our lives uh, towards you, that we may have balance, that we may be a people of faith uh, that live uh, our lives well, Give us courage uh, to cut out anything that is taking us away from you and not truly leading us to heaven. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Have a good uh, beginning of Lent and um, uh, fast on. Fast on. Well, slowly fast. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) 